Hello and welcome in to BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Rue, BTN.com, and we are past basketball season. Football's obviously way in the rearview mirror, so things are kind of slowing down a little bit here around BTN, at least for me, which means uh, I get to have a little more flexibility in the guests I can seek out for the show and aren't really bound to, you know, sticking with the seasons as far as football and basketball goes. However, it is spring football season. We've got some spring football games coming up. Uh, the ones that aren't canceled, at least. It seems like every single spring football game here at BTN has been canceled because of bad weather coming up this weekend. Michigan called theirs off. Wisconsin a few last weekend. And there are still a few that are unaffected by Mother Nature so far that have yet to be played, including the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who are coming off their splash hire of Scott Frost. That city is uh, ablaze with hype, welcoming their new head coach, and the spring football game will certainly be a scene in Lincoln, Nebraska. That game is April 21st. So, reached out to a former Husker, Jordan Westerkamp, who I'm sure Big Ten fans remember as being a great wide receiver for them. Um, graduated in 2016, and his kind of iconic moment was the Hail Mary play against Northwestern a couple of years back, where he beat the Wildcats in the final play with an insane catch. And Husker fans are listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about, and they know he's a great guy, and had him on for a fun conversation, which we'll have coming up here in just a, a little bit. Um, so yeah, spring football's in full swing, and um, we'll have a variety of guests here on the Take 10 podcast, but I definitely wanted to try and get someone from Nebraska on the show, especially because, like I said, the hype machine is uh, turned all the way up over there in Lincoln, and, and I think their spring football season is the most intriguing one to watch. And uh, like I said, Jordan gave us a great discussion as usual, super nice guy, and we'll get to that chat in just a moment. First couple of reminders here on the Take 10 Podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, comment on the show if you haven't already. Um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, just head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Podbean. Hit the subscribe button and you'll not miss a future episode. And then a positive rating or review would be much appreciated as well. Uh, one other reminder before Jordan's interview, we still have a Take 10 coupon code on the btn.com online store. We've got a lot of cool gear, nice merch on the btn.com online store. And if you use the coupon code TAKE10, that's T-A-K-E, all caps, one zero on that uh, potential purchase, you get 10% off your order. Once again, that's T-A-K-E-1-0, all caps. So uh, get on that deal, especially Huskers fans. There's uh, plenty of Nebraska gear that you can uh, find as you know the Scott Frost era gets underway, and plenty of Big Ten gear for fans of other teams as well. All right, with those out of the way, let's dive right into our discussion with former Nebraska wide receiver, current Toronto Argonauts wide receiver of the CFL. It's Jordan Westerkamp. It starts right now. Very pleased to be joined by former All-Big Ten wide receiver for Nebraska, Jordan Westerkamp. He's also the owner of one of the most famous touchdowns in Husker history, and currently he's a wide receiver for the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. What's up, Jordan? Hey, Alex. Appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So last time we spoke uh, in depth was about a year ago. You came into the studio to do a Facebook Live with us, rewatch that Hail Mary play that every Nebraska fan knows. So what have you been up to since then, man? I know you were uh, recovering from an injury when I saw you last last time around. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, first off, 100% healthy, which is great. And uh, I appreciate you having me last time as well. That was awesome. That was a, 
a great experience. But um, yeah, I've just been training like crazy. Um, you know, like you mentioned with the Toronto Argonauts, I signed a couple months back, so I've just been um, you know keeping healthy and training like crazy, prepping to to head out here soon. I actually head down to Florida um, next Monday for a mini camp for the Toronto Argonauts. Um, just kind of a couple day thing to get acclimated. So I'm looking forward to that and gonna you know meet all the coaches for the first time. So it's awesome. You know, I've been in contact with a uh, with a bunch of them, but it's gonna be great to meet them in person. And um, you know, still been keeping up with Nebraska, obviously. Uh, you know, they're they're doing great things there and having that hire and, and you know Scott Frost. It's gonna be awesome. We're looking forward to the next season. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I didn't realize that the CFL does kind of training camp just like the NFL. Although I imagine Florida. It's not going to be quite the same uh, climate as up in Toronto. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's going to be a little bit colder up north, but uh, it's, it's, it's kind of unique how their, their season is. Their season starts earlier. It starts in June um, with preseason games, so it'll be kind of uh, um, a cool experience to play games in the summer, you know, having never done that before. Yeah, for sure. So are you living at home right now while you're training, or, or where are you at? I know you're, you're an Illinois native originally. Where have you been uh, hanging out lately? Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, I've been at home here in, uh, in Illinois. I've been uh, training at this place called Acceleration in Naperville, Illinois. It's awesome. These guys that run it, I've known them for for a long time. Um, Mike and Jared Nicholas, and uh, um, they got a great place up there. And a lot of uh, you know current CFL and NFL players will go there and train. It's just a it's a great place and it's convenient. It's real close. So I've been training there uh, like crazy, getting ready to go. All right, so take me through your football progression since uh, really last time we spoke. You were it was before the draft, right before the draft. You mm-hmm. had draft uh, hopes. Obviously, you weren't selected, and then you did right. get some shots at uh, NFL training camp. So, what happened with those? I know you were, you were battling through injuries, and uh, yeah, just take right. me through the whole the whole process there. Yeah, it was you know last time I was with you, I was rehabbing from a, a knee injury. Unfortunately, at the end of my senior year, was kind of um, hampered my my you know possibility of getting drafted. Obviously, um, coming off an injury, it's a, it's a tough deal, and you know, I had to rehab that for a while and. Still got some shots with some teams. Um, I was I was at the Cleveland Browns mini camp. I went to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, had a workout with the Chiefs, the Patriots, you know, a bunch of teams. And then um, Dolphins took a chance on me and uh, I signed a contract there and went up there for uh, for, uh, for about a month and, and did did extremely well. But uh, unfortunately, my my luck uh, continued to to be downward. I had a hamstring injury with, with them, so I ended up doing an injury settlement. But um, great experience, you know, learned a lot of things, um, was with a lot of great players and coaches, and I was doing extremely well. I was just unfortunate about what happened, but I uh, didn't, didn't let it get me down and continued to, to rehab and work that. And back to, to completely healthy, and I'm you know, stronger, faster, and uh, bigger than ever right now. And I'm feeling great. And like I said, a couple months back, signed with the Toronto Argonauts, so I'm really looking forward to that opportunity and, and going up there and showing them what I can do. So you said you uh, had an injury with the, the Dolphins in training camp, and, and then was that something you had to rehab throughout the actual NFL season? Did that kind of take you out of the running for any yeah, other shots? Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good hamstring um, strain. So um, hamstrings are tricky. They, they're, they're, they're complicated, and they take a while to, uh, to, to rehab. And if you don't rehab it correctly, you can have um, continuing problems with that. And uh, that took me about the whole uh, – NFL season just to be super careful because I don't, didn't want any setbacks with that and now like I said 110% healthy I feel awesome and I'm, I'm really 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 looking forward to, to heading up north and, and showing them what I can do definitely so you know you're obviously a competitor and I'm sure you watch plenty of football during the season so while you're kind of rehabbing are you seeing guys in the NFL just watching those games and thinking like man I, I know I can play as well as that guy I know I can compete at that level 
Oh yeah, no, no doubt, all the time, all the time. And, uh, it was frustrating, and I mean, there was there was some hard moments, but I, you know, I didn't let, didn't let it keep me down, and always, you know, I got a good support system, you know, real close to uh, close knit family, and um, you know, they kept me going and kept me positive, and it was a tough, uh, tough year, and even even having the injury at the end of my Nebraska career it was just tough, but um, things are, are going great right now, and I've been staying positive, and that's definitely helped me um, continue to, you know fight for the stream and live out the stream so how did the cfl opportunity come about was that just something brought about by your agent i know uh the argonauts are, are a powerhouse up there they've got great cups mm-hmm. they're they're the defending great cup champions how did this opportunity present itself so they were kind of um you know reaching out to me even prior actually it was probably right after the draft they were kind of reaching out to me hey um you know we like you we, we want you to come up here and i kind of pursued me you know, my, my nfl opportunity at, at the time um, cause it presented itself and, you know, something worked out and they kind of just kept like sticking with me and, and hitting me up and hit, hit my agent up. And then, uh, you know, when, when the time came after the, after the, um, you know, Dalton's injury and the, and the going through their training camp and a rehab and, um, you just thought, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for, for maybe another team to take a chance. I mean, just because I don't have any game film right now and I have had these injuries. So, um, uh, the CFL is the, is the best is the best route, and I'm extremely excited for that opportunity. And like I said, they, they've been in contact with me throughout this entire uh, process, and then it just came down to it's it's the best um, you know opportunity for me. And, and me and my agent, we decided we're going to do it, and it, it all worked out. And I'm extremely fortunate and thankful for that um, that I do have another opportunity. So I'm really looking forward to going up there and doing the best I can and getting some great film, and uh, just looking forward to it. It's going to be another opportunity. It's football again, so I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited. Yeah, so for fans who might not be aware, who are some guys that play in the CFL now that, that you might have played against or that are uh, that maybe played in the Big Ten and, and Big Ten fans might be familiar with? Do you have any names off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a bunch bunch of guys, but I, I just, you know, stick with some Nebraska alums. Um, Siante Evans played in Nebraska. He's a DB, really good, and he's, he's in the CFL, and he's doing extremely well. I'm pretty sure he was like an all-star last year. Um, Josh Mitchell was another – defensive back that he actually played on the Toronto Argonauts uh, uh, last year. So, I mean, there's there's guys, you know, from the Big Ten. I mean, all the conferences that are, that are up in the CFL, big-name people. So, um, the competition is, is just as good as the NFL. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to the challenge, and it's going to be awesome. I'm extremely excited. Another familiar name that uh, I'm sure a ton of football fans know is Mark Tressman. He's the, the head coach yeah. of the <laughs> Toronto Argonauts, you know, former head coach of the Bears. Uh, assistant on the Ravens and didn't necessarily work out in the NFL, but he's had great success mm-hmm. in the CFL. So what are you excited about uh, as far as playing for him goes? Cause we know he's an offensive mind. Yeah, right. 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 An offensive mind. That's extremely exciting. And I, you know, I obviously I know the name from the bears, you know, growing up in, uh, in, in Illinois and um, he's a great guy. And just, you know, some of the emails we received, I just, I, I love the way he, uh, his, his coaching mentality and kind of his philosophy. It's awesome. I can't wait to, to meet him in person. It's going to be great. I, I'll, I'll get to beat him next monday so i'm really looking forward to it and um like you said yeah he's had awesome success in the cfl and um i hope he sticks around in the in the cfl because he's, he's doing so well so how about living in toronto that idea have you ever you ever been there before are you familiar with the city at all never been to canada so i'm looking forward to that you know my brother's been up to canada for some fishing uh, before but I've, I've never been up there and i'm looking forward to it I'll, i've heard great things about toronto um so, I mean, super clean city and, and a lot of uh, great people up there. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a new experience. Never been to Canada, like I said. So, um, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm jealous, man. Toronto, 
uh, from my time when I when I visited there, it just reminded me of a cleaner, like you said, very clean, cleaner Chicago, and and it's very similar right, to Chicago, right. but very diverse, very fun city. So I'm I'm jealous. I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. It should be a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's move on because Nebraska is getting ready to play their spring football game. Spring practice is going mm-hmm. on right now. Their game takes place next Saturday over there in Lincoln. So I actually was talking to Amir Abdullah about this uh, yesterday, and I asked him. As far as like a football player, not not just from the fans' perspective, but from a player's perspective, do you guys enjoy spring football, or is it kind of just a, a grind that wears on you? Where did you uh, come down, I guess, in your experience playing spring football? I enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was always you know another opportunity to work with our coaches and, and work on the chemistry with the quarterbacks and just get better. So I mean, I enjoyed it, and it's kind of like what you make make out of it. I mean, you, you can you know, dread it and be like, oh, I got another spring practice. You know, we're not even close to the, the, the season or you can go in with the great mindset saying, okay, we're going to get better. We're going to have fun doing it. And uh, that was my experience. I loved it. I loved the, the competition of, of spring ball. And, um, and it's great for, uh, you know, when a new coaching staff comes in, this is, you know, first time that these, these players and coaches are working together actually on the football field. So it's a, it's a, you know, it depends on the, uh, the person you ask, but I, I loved it. And it's a great learning, um, uh, time period to go through especially when you have a new staff it's kind of what uh, when mike riley came in for, for me we our first experience with them was spring ball so it was it's just a great time period um to learn and, and you know build relationships and uh and work on chemistry with you know all the players yeah and last year we saw another great crowd for the nebraska spring game which is nothing new you know they always have great support i gotta imagine it's easier for a nebraska player as opposed to you know some player in a program that doesn't get support like that at the spring game to go out there and kind of you know work toward that goal of putting on a show on that one right. Saturday in the spring yeah I mean I always say Nebraska fans are the, are the best in the, in, the, in the entire nation they're they turn a, a spring practice into a, a full-blown football game it's it's awesome you know they always come out in a huge crowd and um, I know there's gonna be a ton of people there at this spring spring game especially with the uh, you know the new staff people are excited and, and anxious to see what uh what Fro- what coach Frost is going to do at, at Nebraska yeah, and I'm sure, you know, that type of support is kind of what drew you out of the, I'll say, upper Midwest from Chicagoland, from uh, Illinois, over to Nebraska. Uh, I know we touched on it last time we spoke, but for those who don't know, what uh, what led to your commitment to to Nebraska? I'm sure the fans played a big part of it. What else was kind of a factor there? Oh, yeah, def- most definitely the, the fans played a huge part of it. Uh, I, I mean, my first we talk about the spring game. That's that was my first visit to Nebraska. My, my junior year in high school, I went to the spring game and I was like, this is unbelievable. Holy crap. Look at all these people. This is just a practice. And, um, it blew my mind, but I mean, Nebraska was just the, the whole package. I, you know, the coaching staff at the time was awesome. And I, I loved them. And I was super excited to work with them and we had you know, great, great plans for, for myself. And I trusted them. Um, and their academics were another good thing, um, that, that drew me out there and then the campus, the whole, uh, uh, just the, the whole city of Lincoln. It's, I mean, there are so many things that I loved about it. And, uh, um, you know, it's Nebraska, you know, a great, great history in, in the program. And just top to bottom, I loved everything about it. So it kind of made it an easy, easy decision for me. All right. So uh, reflecting on your time in Nebraska, you know, everyone talks about how it's such a special place. Like, you know, everything, what you just, everything you just said is, is always repeated to me whenever I mm-hmm. ask about Nebraska. So you have any specific stories from campus that really stick with you, whether that be certain moments on the field or, or experiences with teammates or, or time spent in the community you have anything that stands out and it can't be the Hail Mary because that would be the obvious answer. <laughs> right no I mean there are so many plays and games I can talk about um you know my, my senior year when we played Oregon at home that was one of, a, one of my most memorable experiences there 
Um, no one was really picking us to win, and we came back and uh, ended up beating them at home. And the crowd, you know, second and none, the fans just sold out, packed. It was awesome. Um, but even just like the community in Lincoln, it's it's the people there are just so incredible and so nice and generous, and it, it was just great to to be there and and, and have that support of the fans and, and the people there. It was so awesome. Um, it made every single practice game more enjoyable. Even even like normal practices, there's usually people there, you know, alums or whoever might be there. You know, the, the practices sometimes can get packed. It's it's awesome. It's it's just it's great. It makes the the time there made my time there so much more enjoyable uh, to have that support. And, and I mean, I can go on and on about you know certain experiences that I had there that were just unbelievable. Nebraska is, I mean, it's second to none, and the, the football is awesome. Just everything about the the state, I love. Yeah, you mentioned the practices and just celebrity appearances. And we went this past summer. Um, Larry the Cable Guy was there, <laughs> and Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska was at just this random practice. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty interesting. That oh yeah, like you said, uh, the 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 people will come out for the uh, practices even, and that was cool to see. Right. Um, all right, so I mentioned the Hail Mary play, and obviously mm-hmm. that was like the highlight of your your time there. Um, and I was talking to Amir Abdullah about that play and, and kind of was asking about his role in that sequence when he made the fourth down play, kind of scooped right. a, a pass off the ground to keep the drive alive. So do you ever talk about that with him and say, man, you know, my moment doesn't happen if you don't make that exactly. uh, clutch play on oh, fourth yeah. down? Yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, that's that's all I would talk about with those, with those guys. My, the, the final play was just the cherry on top. There were so many more things that went into that final play. Like you said, Amir is amazing. <laughs> lunging reaching for the first down to, to get the, the the first down on, on, on fourth down there was you know sam birch was a receiver there who made some great catches before it um i mean the whole game was a battle and you know you, you can't just say you know this play won it i mean yeah the hail mary uh like i said cherry on top and gave us the points but there were so many other little things that went into that game um that uh, that made that even possible so i People ask me about the home but I say, well, you know what? There were so many other things that, that went into it that, that made it possible. So, I mean, you know, Ron Kellick throwing our line blocking for 25 minutes before Ron threw the, threw the home I mean, I can go on and on. There's so many little things before the Hail Mary that made that play possible. And like you said, Amir's amazing fourth down um, catch and run was just it was incredible. All right, but like you said, you know, the cherry on top was the play pretty – that was what people remember. So mm-hmm. do you still get – recognized like away from campus for that do people come up to you and just be like hey man like i mean you had a great career but that was the seminal moment so people ever come up to you and be like hey you're you're the the guy that caught the hail mary jordan western camp do you get recognized mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean even here in illinois you know the place i work out at you know, there's smaller players i was like oh yeah i remember you you caught the hail mary professor you caught the ball behind your back i play was crazy you know i and, and i went back to nebraska um couple months ago for a, a team jack event it's a it's a awesome event that uh, supports and raises money for pediatric brain cancer and uh, you know even going there just you know the little kids that come up to you oh my god it's you know jordan mr can we have your autograph and it's it's so humbling and it's it's so incredible that you know even to this day i can go back to nebraska and people are still like oh my god it's him it's 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 awesome that's great man all right so talking a little more husker football now you brought up Coach Frost and the hype around his first season. It's, it's just been off the charts, and you can even feel the hype you know, all the way here in Chicago coming right. out of Lincoln. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the hire? I mean, everyone's glowing about it, but what specifically do you like about what Coach Frost will bring to Nebraska? 
yeah, like, I, I thought it was a great hire. He did he did so well at, uh, at UCF, and he's a, a you know, Husker alum. Great hire, and everybody is super, super excited. Um, you know, he, he brings a lot of passion. He's a fiery coach. He'll get involved. You know, from what I'm hearing from some of the players that are there, I, I'm hearing that he jumps into drills and he'll do things, and he, he'll – He's warming up with the quarterbacks, throwing. It's 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 great to, to see how active he is, you know, during his practices and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. I, I I'd love to uh, to you know get a few practices in with him and just see how it is because I'm hearing you know great things and I'm sure that you know he's he's getting those guys in line and I've, I've heard the offseason has been crazy even in the, the weight room for these guys. It's been you know it's crazy and I'm hearing it's you know these guys' best offseasons they've had in you know years. So it's it's uh, it's all good stuff and. Um, you know, believe the hype because it's going to be a, it's going to be a great year. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the, the long-term success he's probably set up for. How about this upcoming season? Because while, you know, Frost has all the, all the tools to, to rebuild successfully there, it is a rebuild. And the first year uh, under his belt is going to be trying to kind of pick up the scraps from last season. So what do you, what are you right. seeing? Because we uh, have Tanner Lee departing and some uh-huh. other talent on the offense, Stanley Morgan is coming back. So, so what do you right. think uh, the outlook's going to be for Scott Frost's first season in Nebraska? Yeah, you know, traditionally, whenever you know that trans- first transition year is always a tough one. But um, I, I believe in these guys, and I, like I said, I've heard great things, and it seems like Frost has been clicking with the players, and that's kind of the hardest thing when uh, when you switch coaches is you got to have the guys buy in, and I, I'm hearing that. Um, and trust the new coach, and from what I'm hearing, it's it's been great, great a great transition, and they're doing awesome uh, in spring ball. So I think a lot's going to be revealed at the, at, during the spring game, too, just to kind of see how, how he's been running things and actually see it, you know, on on, on TV. I'll be watching it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well. Um, you know, like I said, believe the hype. He's been he's been doing a great job, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, what happens uh, during the spring game. What were some of your emotions kind of watching the Riley era fall apart last year? You played for him, obviously. It's a really tough season. It kind of just crumbled all uh, all last season, and everyone kind of knew what was coming. How did how did you feel yeah. seeing that play out from afar? It was tough. I, mean, I loved Coach Riley. I thought he was a phenomenal coach. It just um, it just didn't work out, unfortunately. And and you know I enjoyed my time with him, and he, he taught me a, a bunch. Um, and now he's back. I believe he's back at Oregon State right now, um, yep. doing his thing there. Uh, but it was tough. It was it was tough, you know, because like you said, it was kind of expected and. Um, you know, I didn't even, I, I didn't know for sure until I, you know, I think I got an email about, about it or something from, from, uh, Nebraska. I heard from, you know, players that were there. I mean, it was tough, you know, it's tough seeing a guy, a coach you played for, you know, losing, losing his job, um, after a tough season, but, um, coach Riley's experienced and he, uh, he's going to do just fine. So who are some of the guys, the teammates that you look back on and, and that you bonded with while on campus that you've kept up with the most since graduating? Yeah, so um, Tommy Armstrong, obviously, uh, we talk a bunch. Trey Foster was another guy. Um, he was a tight end that played in Nebraska. Um, Brandon Riley, he was a current receiver on the Bills. He was a receiver in Nebraska. Um, Nate Gary, who's on the Eagles right now, just coming off of a Super Bowl win. Um, uh, you know, that, that group of guys, we always stay in, in contact with each other. And uh, I saw him when I went back to Nebraska for that um, pediatric brain cancer event as well. Um, but yeah, we talk probably. Uh, I talk to those guys every other day, if not every day. Tell me more about the uh, event that you've been referring to. I know Jack is a you know iconic, honorary member of the team. He has he's had those great moments, and that's kind of what the spring right. game brings out of Husker football is those cool 
moments where you get to see a guy like Jack, you know, a kid like uh, him absolutely. have his moment. So what was uh, the event that you went back for? Yeah, so it's, it's the Team Jack Gala, and they do it once a year. Um, and it's just a great fundraiser to, to raise money and for uh, pediatric brain cancer. And you know, they put on a great event. There's an auction. And they uh, typically have a keynote speaker, too, which is awesome. Um, so it's, it's something I look forward to every single year. I love doing it. My family loves going through it and supporting it. Um, anything we can do to help, we always do. And it's just great to see how the, the kids' faces, and you know, they light up when uh, when – Know, former Huskers or current Huskers walk in the room um, so it's just a great event and we love doing it yeah just you know being here at BTN we see all the schools that kind of have outreach and, and Nebraska's second to none as far as that work in the community I guess is, is there more that even goes on behind the scenes because I, there's always athletes that you'll talk to and they'll be like yeah um, these these guys are or so-and-so will, will go to, to visit kids and, and the media is not even there to cover it so it just seems like Nebraska is, is one of those places that really gets it and instills that community service in their players. Is, is that kind of reflected in, in your time there? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We had a, um, you know, phenomenal outreach. Um, you know, it was called life skills, um, at Nebraska that would set up events like that all the time. Um, you know, visiting hospitals, visiting, visiting families, whatever, uh, whatever it might be. Um, and even at Nebraska, we had to have a run in the, in the summer to raise money for pediatric brain cancer. So, I mean, big supporters of, of team jack and, and that whole deal but but so many other um things as well that uh like you said goes on behind the scene that you don't you don't really see as much yeah that's awesome all right switching gears now i want to get your thoughts on some of the uh happenings going around the nfl because wide receivers are always <laughs> in the news especially a guy like odell beckham who you know uh-huh. is in uh the news for trade rumors and is in the news because Ray Lewis is scolding him for living a different lifestyle. Like, just what's your take on the whole wide receiver, I guess, persona in the NFL, that stereotypical, you know, like diva. I'm just always curious <laughs> to get football players' takes on, you know, how their brand is perceived in the media yeah, and by yeah. fans. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough because of the way some people act. Um, people get that, oh, yeah, he's a diva or whatever. Um, I hate it, and when people call me a diva, I'm like, all right, let's put the pads on right now, let's go. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, the NFL, it's, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy orga- organization, and things are happening every day. And you know, this this, this off season has just been been crazy with trades and and releases and just you know all sorts of things. But it's you know typically like that all the time. But it's uh, it's a crazy organization. It's going to be an exciting year for the NFL with uh, with everything that's been going on. Do you grow up a Bears fan? I did. So are you allowed to like still have fans of uh, – are you allowed to still be a fan of a team when you're trying to get in the NFL, or do you kind of play it neutral? <laughs> got to play it neutral. It's, you know, for your best interest, play it neutral. Um, yeah, I grew up a Bears fan, and, and yeah, obviously being from the area, and uh, obviously I loved the Patriots as well. When I went and did the workout there, I was like shaking the whole time because I couldn't believe I was actually there uh, being a fan for so long. But, yeah, i got, got to remain neutral, um, you know, because I would – love to play for any team you know in the nfl so yeah you got to play neutral and and, um yeah be open to anything and everything so when you worked out for the patriots did tommy throw you any balls or was it uh scouting (laughs) quarterbacks no it was it was just uh one of their uh their their coaches that were were throwing the the ball but man that would have been unbelievable if it was tom (laughs) you made some waves i think it was in a bucks camp you made a pretty unbelievable catch and there was a 
reporter that was right there to capture it, and, and Husker uh-huh. Nation on Twitter and on social media just kind of ran with it. Do you remember that play? Yeah, yeah, it was just my one-on-one play that um, quarterback made a great uh, toss, and I kind of made a one-handed catch over my shoulder in, in, a, in a one-on-one. It was a, it was a great play. Uh, that was a that was a really fun camp, and uh, I did extremely well. I just unfortunately they had so many receivers already; there wasn't any any uh, room left. So I got to ask about the uh, the mustache that that you've been known to rock. <laughs> is that still going strong right now, or, or is it a new Jordan Westerkamp <laughs> out there in the streets? I'm pretty grizzly right now. It's uh, it's in full full force. <laughs> so full beard? You know, I can grow the stash extremely well. My beard needs some work. Okay. Um, my buddy Nate Gary, he can grow a phenomenal beard, so I'm, I've been asking him for some pointers on how to do so. So, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, the mustache is in, in full force. So full we're fact. like we're we're kind of the opposite because I can kind of get the beard going. I've always been able to do that, but the mustache <laughs> won't connect. I need some some advice. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen some like beard oils. I can maybe, I can maybe invest in that might help. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know, you know where I work, so you can always uh, <laughs> send me some supplements. Uh, my right way. Right on. All right, uh, a few more questions before I let you go, Jordan. Um, just some light stuff. Okay. I, I'm curious right now. Um, you know, basketball's over mm-hmm. here, and um, I've been having a little more time to brush up on my music. So what's some of the music that you've been listening to, especially, you know, like in workouts, what are you, what's your pregame or pre-workout playlist or, or what do you listen to during, uh, those grueling workouts to get you going? Yeah. You know, I listen to a lot of nineties music. Uh, I have such a wide variety of what I listen to. I mean, eighties rock, um, nineties music like Blink-182, uh, rap. I mean, whatever, whatever's playing it, you know, the place I go to up in, uh, Naperville, typically some sort of uh you know rap playing which is which is great i mean whatever gets me going i even listen to the the heavy stuff like slip pad or, or whatever you know i'm i'm pretty open and, and i listen to anything and everything so what have you been up to also in your your spare time because i imagine you know rehabbing an injury you can only do so much mm-hmm. so what do you like to do to, to kill some time and uh you know stay sane yeah you know just hang out with the family um a lot of Fortnite on Xbox. We're <laughs> um, <laughs> you know working out. That's the life of a the typical professional athlete, football players, working out, recovery, and video games and family. <laughs> so, See, I'm I'm not a Fortnite guy, but all my friends are obsessed with it, and they'll play for hours. And I and I watch them play, and I haven't been able to get into it. Maybe I think I'm just scared because I'm not that good at video games. <laughs> yeah, I I love it just because I stink at it, and I'm a competitor. So I was like, I just want to get better at it. So I just yeah, I'm can say I'm, a, I'm addicted to Fortnite, unfortunately, because it drives me crazy, but I can't put the controller down. <laughs> Do they allow end zone celebrations in the CFL? Do you know? I believe so. All right, so, so maybe a Fortnite celebration is uh You know what? I, I've, been, I've been seeing that in uh, some, some sporting events, people doing stuff, so I might, might have to do that. It's a great idea, actually. Yeah, baseball season's in uh, full swing right now, and I've seen a, a lot of Fortnite celebrations in baseball. I, I don't know yeah. who they are because I don't play, but people have been pointing right. out, like, oh, that's a Fortnite thing. So. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. All right, uh, last question. I, I meant to get to this earlier, but it slipped my mind. What are some of the CFL rule differences between American football mm-hmm. and the Canadian League? Because I'm sure you've had to – that's been an adjustment for you to learn those new rules while you're also getting yeah. ready for the season. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm sure this, this mini camp that I'm going to Monday, they're going to you know, have a lot of you know, classroom talks about that because it is different. But um, just a couple of general things. That, you know, the field's wider and yeah. The end zones are, are 20 yards instead of 10. I'm, I'm pretty positive that the, the goalpost is in the front of the end zone instead of the back. Um, there's, uh, there's like a halo rule. 
or I'm sorry, there's no fair catch um, as a punt returner in the in the CFL, but there is like a, a halo rule, like you got to be outside of five yards from the guy catching the ball. Um, there's only three downs, uh, first, second, and third down. So uh, I mean, that's why it's such an offensive league and and throwing the ball so much. But yeah, those are just a, a few in general. So it's going to be a a little bit of an adjustment for me, but I mean, it's football, so uh, it's going to be too tough. I mean, with the exception of the fair catch rule, all those rules sound pretty conducive to your style of play. I mean, you're a receiver who likes to get in space, you know, get in the slot. Right. And I got to imagine those all sound pretty good to you. Oh, my gosh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think I saw last year the Argonauts had, like, over 650 pass attempts. So, um, looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Like you said, wider field, more room to work. So, um, it should be a receiver's delight. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, well, we are looking forward to – Following your career as it progresses here, looking forward to uh, watching some summer football at the CFL. Jordan, thanks for coming on, and best of luck going forward uh, as you continue the grind. All right, Alex, like I said, uh, thank you so much for having me on the, on the, on the show, and um, hope all is well, and, and thank you very much. Absolutely. All right, thanks a lot to Jordan for joining me. Like I said at the top, just a great dude all around and um, always fun to talk to. Best luck to him as he chases that NFL dream in the CFL this year, which, as we mentioned, still a great opportunity with the defending Great Cup champions and a great city and a large platform um, this summer for him to shine and hopefully get that shot at the NFL as he continues to grind. All right, thanks as always to everyone for listening. Once again, feel free to subscribe on a podcast platform, Apple google play or podbean if you uh like the show and want to keep listening to it thanks to wes white as always for producing and we'll talk to you next time here on the take 10 podcast